the Mastering the Mind podcast episode four. Um, today joined by Oli, as usual. Um, <laughs> how are you doing, Oli? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. I got a new mic. I got the same one as you. Thank you, thank you for the recommendation. Yeah. HyperX. HyperX, sponsor us, please. Yeah. Um, yeah, ho- hopefully it will, it will sound a bit better because in the previous episodes, it, it didn't, didn't sound really good. Um, and your quality of mic was uh, was top-notch, so I had to go with the uh, same brand as, as this my, is my, but, uh, my My gaming headset coming in clutch. Yeah, yeah. They're really good, actually. Um, very comfy. Um, so, yeah. Some imp- News. Wait, wait, wait. Some important news. Hairdressers have opened in Belgium. And I'm getting a haircut. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> God, this is to me like that. Um, but yeah, super excited about that because I hadn't had a haircut since I left the UK. Um, Jeez, how long's that? Uh, it's like two months, nearly yeah. two months, I think. I, um, I, I was like the same. So like I was getting to that point and it got... Like, if you've seen in the previous podcast, I'm wearing a hat in every single one because my barnet was just terrible. And, um, yeah, I just went around my dad's, picked up the uh, clippers, shaved it all off. Mm. Not bad, to be fair. It doesn't look too bad. Actually, Five all over. Good. I mean, my fade, <laughs> my fade is honking. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we're, we're really happy to, like, about how the podcast is kind of going like yeah. we're seeing slight improvements um obviously we need to improve in some aspects but um we're getting there i think and we're just only going to get better well, like the, the the feeling after a podcast is getting better and, and we say after but when we t- um stop recording we go yeah that, that felt loads better much more natural rather than like trying to force it a little bit um but yeah so so we're definitely getting better and i'm really enjoying the uh, gaming podcast as well so definitely check them out yeah. if you haven't already definitely check them out they're they're really fun to do and i hope they're fun to watch so uh so yeah, yeah. So if there's any other games today, if there's any oh. other games you want to see us play <laughs> let us yeah, know true. we do we've we've actually got a, a new game haven't we 2k yeah. playing nba uh, 2k 21 so we might if we need to train we need to get better at it before we yeah. we show you guys some gameplay but um but yeah some for sure so today's podcast topic is about mindset in sport and I feel like this is like uh, such an important topic in, in sports psychology, sport, exercise, and in general life, to be fair. So I'll give a quick definition or, or just what mindset is, really. Um, it's an established set of attitudes held by someone. And it impacts how we make sense of the world and how we make sense of ourselves. Um, and parents and coaches play a huge role in this. So I suggest this podcast is really made for, for parents and coaches um, and, and how they give feedback and praise and how that will affect the mindset that their children, their players adopt. And it'll in turn affect um, their motivation and how they approach certain tasks and activities. But it's also important for athletes um, to understand what mindset to adopt and the characteristics of those mindsets and how it affect them. But we'll cover that later on. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, really interesting topic. Um, I was going to give like a background of how it came about, like research, because it's kind of interesting. I didn't, when I was reading about it, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be like, so let me just explain, it'll be easier. So basically the, the research was conducted mainly in schools and in educational settings about mindset. It wasn't sports. 
Um, so it's been a concept that's been around quite a long time. Uh, and I was quite shocked by that. I thought it would be like sports because obviously we know how important the mind plays in sports, yeah. how mind, how important mindset is, like having a good mindset is. Uh, but it's actually, it was actually researched in education and a lot of schools wanted to adopt the idea of having a growth mindset, which we'll come on to see uh, in just a moment what that means. But, um, but yeah, really interesting topic. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see, like to, to know why why they didn't focus too much on sport. Um, Do you know what I think it is? I think I read somewhere that accessing athletes, because obviously the ones who have this growth mindset, so good mindset, um, are at elite level. Like it's, it tends to be people at elite level, and research apparently this is what it says that they researchers had uh, trouble accessing these participants. So they kind of directed themselves more to, to schools because they okay. saw similarities, apparently. Um, yeah. So we've just touched on, um, John's uh, briefly said about a growth mindset. So there's two types of mindset and they share different characteristics. Um, and originally they're called incremental and entity mindsets, but just for our sake of understanding it, uh, an incremental mindset is a growth mindset and an entity mindset is a fixed mindset and we'll refer to growth and fixed for the remainder of this podcast yeah so, yeah it's like it, it's too scientific i always just want to keep it simple yeah, uh yeah. keep it keep it nice it's easier um, to understand understand what it is by calling it a growth and fixed it, and they share the same meaning so i'll briefly mm-hmm. go over what a growth mindset is um so a growth mindset um is the ability so you feel you have the ability or behaviors um, that can be developed and improved through hard work and good strategies. You tend to focus on goals that value learning, self-improvement, and a mastery of task following failure. Um, and this sort of relates to intrinsic motivation, which is said to be a higher quality of motivation as it's internal and always be, will always be present in the situation. Do you want to shed some light on a fixed mindset? Uh, yeah, so a fixed mindset is... So the belief of having a fixed mindset is that your physical ability is fixed and that it's a trait and that you can't change it. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it's just basically the opposite of, of um, growth mindset in yeah. a sense. And it tends to focus on performance goals. Um, so mm-hmm. you sort of value outperforming others. You're quite competitive, but, but, if you feel like you're not good at it, you'll sort of back away from, from the task uh, because you think you're not competent at, um, at that task. You don't believe in your ability to succeed. Um, whereas people with a growth mindset believe that um, even if they do fail, they're going to learn from it and master the task and work harder next time or improve their strategy so it's definitely important to try and adopt a growth mindset and that's what we'll be emphasizing throughout yeah and an example we talked about before the podcast was so for example Neymar I'm sure like in his career he, he's a tricky player like he does loads of tricks um loads of cool like movements and skills during games and I'm sure he's failed so many times but that hasn't changed the way he's played. He's always, he's continued with that play style. So he had like, that shows that he has a growth mindset that he can use all the times he's failed those tricks to improve and then get better at them and just keep doing it throughout his career. So 
Yeah. Mm. I think anyone sort of playing at that level, so playing at elite level, has to have some sort of growth mindset because throughout that journey, from going from junior to, to all the way to elite, in any sport, even in education, people who have got like really good jobs, like they had to have had some sort of setback and wanted to master that and learn from it. So, but, but the, yeah. the fact, the difference is, which is quite um, interesting, is that a fixed mindset is genuinely associated with extrinsic motivation, which is t- um, looked at as a lower quality motivation because. Uh, especially in terms of exercise adherence and adhering to and feeling motivated to do something um, because extrinsic motivation isn't always there. So things that are extrinsic motivation are things like competition, uh, seeking out rewards. They're not always going to be there when you're training. Um, so intrinsic motivation is definitely something you're going to want to have to uh, try and install in yourself. But the, mm. my point behind that is elite athletes do use extrinsic motivation they are competitive people, but they have growth mindsets, uh, which is which is an interesting thing about the topic of uh, of, of mindsets. I find, yeah, and I think the the difference between those two types of mindsets is most evident when we kind of implied it by talking just there that when athletes uh, encounter failure, which is why it's so relevant to sport because sport is a context where you encounter failure quite often yeah. so it's it's really like a a good way of of conceptualizing and not just like seeing the two differences because one you're gonna get better like you're you're more le- you're more like swayed to get better and the other one is like fixed you don't really you're kind of stuck in a sense that's how yeah. i see it i don't know yeah 100 yeah, percent. like people with fixed mindsets i just feel like when they fail they just think oh they'll well, that's probably not for me. I, I'll move on to the next thing or, or, or I'll just stick to something that I know I'm good at. Um, so, yeah. It can have it can have different... It can have, like, other influences on other aspects of performance. So, like, research has shown that it can influence your motivation. So, like, have the two types of mindset, it can influence your motivation, your self-efficacy, your enjoyment of the sport, your, your interest in the sport, your persistence uh your motor development so it has a whole list of um impact it can have on your actual performance so it has a wider yeah actual impact yeah that's why it's imp- i feel it's imperative to to um have a growth mindset because you think of all those factors that you've just mentioned a, a growth mindset will have a positive impact on, on all of them it, it'll increase your persistence it'll increase your enjoyment your self-efficacy your, your belief that you can get better your motivation um whereas a fixed mindset will negatively affect those th- things your motivation won't be as high but when things don't go your way which uh, mm. in life nothing like not everything goes your way like everyone knows that so um yeah it's definitely important to, to note that and uh, understand that a growth mindset is just so important yeah so actually this is a really interesting point we're going to come on to now um parents have a huge 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 role in how their children develop either mindset basically and a big part of that is dependent on the way they praise their children so whether they actually praise their ability so saying things like oh you did a really good job or praising the process so like praising that 
the effort was there. So saying, it doesn't matter if you failed, but you, you, show, you showed good effort. And research has shown that the more you praise the person factors, the more you're likely to, to have a fixed mindset, develop a fixed mindset in the future. Whereas if you praise the, uh, the process, you're more likely to develop a growth mindset. And that's super interesting because it shows that it comes from like developing mindset. It comes from at home. Like it happens at home. Yeah. Which when I read that, I was, I was so shocked. Like uh, I, I was very surprised at how much of an impact parents feedback um, has, has impact on, on their children. But I, I think it could go both ways with like, this is applicable to both parents and coaches because it relates to the praise and feedback they give. So um, I feel like, so there's two types of, like you just said, there's two types of praises and, and two types of feedback. Um, it can go either way, praise or feedback. So it's person praise and person feedback. And obviously, yeah, so, so parents can influence their children's mindsets by over-focusing on their children's talents and abilities. That's been found to undermine children's motivation and learning. So it focuses on their ability and it praises them for their ability. So they'll say things like, so, so if they're given praise, they'll say something along the lines of, oh, like, you're so smart, you're so good at football. Or they feed back to their children saying things like, or maybe cricket isn't for you. Um, you aren't very academic, are you? And that's fine. Like, we'll focus more on, like, applied stuff. Uh, and that will lead them to adopt attitudes, behaviours and beliefs that are consistent with a fixed mindset. Um, and they believe that their accomplishments are, are from fixed and, and they're born with the traits that they're good at and it can't be changed. Um, and this maybe goes yeah. against like what people originally think because I've heard growing up like feedback like that for, for, from from people, coaches. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. De it's definitely interesting to, to, to hear that. Yeah, like although person praise and like person feedback it feels good initially. Like I loved it when my coach was like, oh yeah, it's so good, blah, blah, blah. But in the long term, it's not actually that helpful. And like you said, it goes against what most people think. And like, I feel like it's like for parents, especially like, it's kind of like a reflex to, um, to give person praise. You think you're doing, a, you think you're doing the good, a good thing by praising the, the person. Yeah, and you're but, like you you're making them feel happy after a, like a loss or or, or mm. something, and, and saying it's fine. Whereas you sort of focus like, you, you, I wouldn't say you're correct, but you just fo you wording the, the sentences wrong, and it it can be worded in a way that can adopt a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset. And I mm. I, I feel like I've seen that. Oh, you you're you're not very academic, are you? Well, I feel mm. like for myself, that's. I'm not academic. Like, <laughs> I have a growth mindset in education. Like, I was never the smartest kid at school. Like, I think people would be quite shocked to see, see sort of see what I'm doing now if you saw me back then in, in secondary school and doing my GCSEs. Um, I've sort of seen this as, like, if I work hard enough, then I will achieve what I want to achieve. Um, so that leads us on to process praise and feedback so focusing on the process when you give praise and feedback so when giving this sort of praise um it focuses on giving feedback to children for their effort and strategies saying things such as like oh like you worked hard uh, to achieve that like that well done or and and that will lead children to adopt their attitudes behaviors and beliefs 
that are consistent with a growth mindset. They feel their ability can be improved through increased effort and better strategies. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So it's, it's really what, what you just said. It's, val- it's putting value on the actual process. So, for example, you getting to to Loughborough University, like top top university, even getting through the ranks and getting a first a, a degree, etc. I'm sure, like your your um like your peers kind of recognize the effort you're putting in, and they're praising it um a lot, which I guess allowed you to develop that growth mindset. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting actually. It's when I saw when I actually saw that I was. I was just because it, it goes it goes against what I initially thought. So for me, it's really really interesting. Like this topic is, yeah, hundred really, really percent. Next time I go, like we recently started um, studying this for an exam, uh, and this is how we got so interested in this topic. And I, I feel like it's such a good topic because I feel like I'm so more prepared for when I have like my own kids, or next time I go into a coaching session, like I know sort of what 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 sort of feedback to give. Like focus on the process, focus on how hard they're working. If they're not working hard, then maybe tell them like they, they need to start working hard or improve their strategy to, to how they approach certain tasks. Do you think uh, the temptation to praise the person is is quite difficult to like, because it's obviously super tempting to praise, like that's the initial, that's the everyone's initial thought is to praise the person and rather than the actual process. But do you think it's it, it could be it's difficult because when you're put in that context, when you're put in that situation, where you need that quick uh, feedback, you need that quick praise. For you, yeah. do you do you feel like the the first thing you're going to think about is uh, uh, praise the process? I I can completely understand where like what what you're you're coming from because I think everyone has a tendency to to sort of want to be to be liked and by praising especially as a coach, like you want to be, I feel like when I was a coach, I wanted to be liked by my um, players who I was coaching and I'd like praise them based on their ability. Like, oh, you had like a really good game. Like, oh, uh, what you did there was like so, so good based on your ability. Whereas, yeah, I, I should, I feel like you can still give praise and be liked, but just do it through praising their process, praising their, their work ethic, praising their strategy on how they achieve what they did. Yeah, I feel like it's so tempting to to praise the person, um, especially this is actually something I wasn't really going to talk about because it's quite difficult to talk about. But I'm going to raise raise the topic anyways. But there's massive cultural differences, aren't there? Um, yeah. So we had the discussion previously, and it seems as if the UK have completely changed the way um, coaches provide feedback even at the lowest levels like the fa like you told me they're doing a great job in trying to for children to develop this growth mindset and for coaches to to praise the process rather than the person and here in belgium it's not the case yet unless i'm not aware of i might be wrong but from my experience of going through the ranks going through the different age groups i i don't think there's any time at halftime talks for example or, or after the games I was praised for the process and the effort we put in maybe a bit, but yeah. the emphasis was more on the, on the person and what we actually did during the game rather yeah. than the actual process as a whole. Yeah. That, yeah. That was definitely a, a, an interesting argument because like you was like coming to me, like um, 
you were completely unaware of the initiative, what's going on. But obviously, it's just by the UK, obviously. It's not like a European thing or, or worldwide thing. So, yeah. Uh, like initiatives that I found what the FA are doing. So, I, I done my coaching badges. And I um, they, they sort of really push ownership upon players. So, so providing ownership, um, which is them thinking of the strategies during training sessions, during game, making them problem solve in training and in the game. Um, and also they're, they're reducing like the competitiveness. So especially at low level, like there, there are no leagues or, or tournaments like there once was. Um, I'm not sure what age group it goes up to, but I know they've taken out, they've taken out leagues um, to, to have less focus on competitiveness and more focus on enjoyment. Um, of, of the sport, which will in turn go to in intrinsic motivation, which is a high quality motiva motivation, which in turn will increase adherence to it in the future. Yeah. Um, it's funny because we nearly had like a, a sort of a debate or a nearly a, t a tiny argument about it because I wasn't aware of this and like you didn't, you can't see what's happening in Belgium. So it's like, it's super important to just be aware of what's kind of happening around you. It just shows yeah. you, if you don't know, then it can lead to like barriers. Cause I was going to ask you a specific question, but you were like, I can't answer it because that's not what we do here. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. but what do you mean? And then that's when it, it came out. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just crazy. It just shows you that cult, culture, especially I think culture is a big factor um, is. in developing types of mindset. And maybe that's, do you know what? That's maybe why different teams, you no know, national teams, are more successful than others. 100%. Like in football, 100%. Yeah. Because this cultural factor is like, do you know what I mean? Like in their camps, yeah. the way the coaches praise their players. Obviously, it's all a bottom they, up process. Yeah. Like the, it hmm. all starts from grassroots. And yeah, they've started doing So recently, I've like, I've had an interest in uh, academy players, haven't I? And I've seen this uh, elite player um, performance plan, EPPP it's called, that the FA have put, put into professional academies. And they're focusing more on like education um, and they're trying to promote more homegrown players. I feel like, I'm, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Germany have a really good system for providing homegrown players. If you see in their leagues, a lot of them are German. Yeah, so, so yep. I feel like that's an interesting point to, to uh, bring up. No, yes, Germany. I think they have a, a good reputation on like good work ethic, uh, principles, values. I think they're quite. Um, I, I don't know what to say, like how to say it, but like they're quite tidy with everything, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it must be something to do with the in the lower levels, like you said. But it's yeah, it's really interesting. Like we're learning, like just before the podcast, like that these differences exist. And yeah, it's, like, yeah literally it's really, really we, we were prepping for the podcast, and and, and this come up like how we're gonna um, talk about certain things, and this come up, and I, I feel like it's a really interesting point. Just going back to the um, taking out competitiveness, and how much of a big big point that is, like. We talked about it in previous episodes. Um, do you know how we used to worry when coming up against bigger opposition? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like certain people, th this is such an important thing that the FA have, uh, have introduced because originally I didn't, didn't agree with it, but now I'm starting to think about it. 
um, by reducing the competitiveness, people aren't going to be so distraught when they lose. Um, and I feel like a lot of kids fall out of love with football because their parents are pushing them to win. Coaches are pushing them to win. They have an internal pressure that they need to win. Without that focus on winning, they can just go out and enjoy themselves and express themselves on the football pitch and just enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. that's a, a huge thing from the FA. I think that's a big thing in the UK because football is basic. It's the national sport, isn't it? Like, mm. It's so big in the UK. So parents are really invested. Everyone's quite invested in football. Yeah. Um, even at the lowest levels, like you can hit, I'm sure I've never really played in the UK. Um, like, but I, I'm sure there's like parents, like even here, there's a bit, there's parents that, that shout on the sidelines. Even when I was playing, I had it, but I, I can imagine in the UK, it's, it's even, it's even worse. <laughs> but, yeah. There's been a lot of initiatives from, from I, I was coaching when I was about 14, 15. And there were initiatives then to try and stop, um, like dads t- t- taking over and shouting at their kids from the sidelines to like improve like you need to get better like what are you doing like I just find it crazy it, 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 and this is a podcast where we're talking about installing growth mindsets that is a fixed mindset like what, what that <laughs> installing for sure yeah yeah it's it's pretty bad isn't it um sometimes it's yeah it's, it's just best for 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 parents to be cool, don't don't worry. <laughs> just let your kid enjoy it, and and, and yeah. he will he'll get better. Like I um, recently watched a um, past Kobe um, interview. It was actually last night, and he said um, he just gets his kids to focus on the basics and enjoy the game of basketball. Right when it, obviously when he was alive, and he said um, Michael Jordan. So his kids are around twelve years old. And yet Michael Jordan got asked, what were you doing when you was 12 years old? And he said, I was playing baseball, right? So that just shows like you don't need to pressure your kids to, or coaches, you don't need to pressure them to, to be the best player from young. Like Michael Jordan, one of the best to ever play basketball, was playing baseball at 12 years old. So I just think that's so powerful. And that just shows that just enjoy the sport, enjoy what you're doing. Um, yeah everything even exercise like just do what you enjoy don't don't feel so pressured to to be better than someone or like you compete against yourself and just enjoy it yeah i agree i agree yeah it's it's definitely something to to consider um but um but yeah so over the years some researchers have managed to develop some tips and tricks for coaches uh to kind of implement in the in their coaching styles and in their sessions so yeah. we have a we have a, a list of them so we'll we'll just go through them and, and discuss them together so the first one is for the coach to develop their own growth mindset um about sport ability because it's kind of the same thing as what we were talking about in previous episodes where it's like practice what you preach mm-hmm. um so by develop so so by allowing to develop your own growth mindset you're you're more likely to display that to your to your athletes to the people you're coaching um which completely makes sense really um yeah 100 percent. so another one is um like don't pray like so we've we've discussed like praise and effort praise and strategy but a tip for a coach is don't over praise effort 
when learning imp and improvement outcomes are absent. So that just says like, it, it may make them feel good at the time that you're praising the effort, but has that effort led to an improvement or, or did they actually even provide good effort? So I think that that's definitely something to, to consider. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And then the, the other one that was, uh, another one that was on the list was, um, so this is something I think most coaches might fall in the trap in. So because we're so focused on uh, praising the process, so the effort, et cetera, coaches might put more easier drills in, the, in their sessions, but that's not what we want. We want to have this challenge aspect within the coaching. We don't want to take away this challenge aspect because that's what, this, that's what we need for, to develop this growth, growth mindset. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you just want to keep that challenge element within, within your, um, within your coaching. Um, obviously don't make it super difficult, uh, to the point where the athletes aren't going to be able to do, um, what, what you're asking them. Yeah. Um, just put it slightly keep, outside their comfort zone. I, I'd say. Yeah. Keep it because that's how they're going to realize that it's not about me. It's about the effort I'm putting in. So, uh, do you want, know actually, I saw a TikTok, funny enough, and it was a basketball player explaining. So it's through his experience of playing basketball. He explained what well, he gave six tips uh, as to how you get drafted. Like, what's the best things to show mm. coaches when you get drafted? And he said that hustling, which is like a term used in the, is it hustling? Yeah. 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 Is it hustle? Yeah. Hustling yeah. in basketball, <laughs> showing, showing your, showing that you're displaying effort, you know? Yeah. to coaches is a is a massive thing that coaches look for in basketball um and even if you look stupid and because you know in, I, i'm i'm really bad at basketball like knowledge but when you get pushed to the ground that's seen as quite like embarrassing am i right i'm saying that yeah or? yeah i mean like i'm you, not i'm not a basketball expert but i think so sure. i think yeah, so yeah. i think so it's just like i don't think coaches care about that because it shows that you're willing to make yourself look stupid for the team and for them to succeed. So yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's definitely a, a, a key value. What, what you want to show. Um, and coaches should try and seek that out of their players. Uh, the next one is, um, so avoid using entity, but, or, or fixed, fixed mindset phrases. So avoid using phrases like, Oh, you're a quick learner or not everyone can be good at that. L like we've recently, um, talked about um despite these obviously being well meant these may lead to future motivational problems particularly if athletes have tried hard but due to the wrong strategy their effort was unproductive um so yeah that, that's sort of like a repeat of what we've already been talking about yeah it is it is but uh it's, it's a good point to, to kind of address again yeah um and the next one is so promote the value of failure uh in your coaching because Without failure, once again, these are kind of important aspects that need that are required for the growth mindset to be developed because you need failure to understand that it's about the process. Once again, I keep revealing myself, but it's about the process rather than the person. Yeah. Um, so so though so when there's so when your team loses, rather than be like, oh guys, come on, like we should have won that, like we were leading two one at half time and we lost three two, like come on, but what 
try just try and promote the like promote and the value of failure that it doesn't matter you're gonna fail sometimes but if you if you show me effort that's that's what it, that's what matters like yeah for me that's all that's that's enough like good good job guys yeah um like linking that back to what we were saying before so how we say the elite athletes genuine generally have a growth mindset and if you ask any elite athlete they all value failure they, they want to fail so they can learn from it which leads into the next tip which is encourage like students and encourage players to reflect on how they learn so when they do fail um it fosters a love of learning and a willingness to take on challenges. So even if they do fail, it doesn't matter too much to them because they're going to learn and come back even stronger. Whereas if you adopt a fixed mindset, you're not willing to take on challenges. You just want to do what you're good at and just stick to that. And if it requires challenge, then you'll just sort of stay away from it. And that's obviously you need failure to improve. Yeah. But it's it's difficult. Like I, I understand players that feel that they need to stick in their comfort zone. You know, it's it's difficult to get out of there and to experience failure and to look stupid, especially now in today's society where failure is is seen as so negative and yeah, everyone trying you know, to portray weak. like the best their best selves, especially on like social media. Oh. Everyone, no one upload. You don't know about anyone's failures or or, or anything. You just see the success. Um, so I de- I definitely think like. Yeah, value failure and know that everyone goes through it. You need to go through it to um, to become a better person and a better athlete. Yeah. So throughout this, so the last kind of tip is um, acknowledge that you will have fixed uh, mindset sometimes, because obviously we've we've kind of put fixed mindset in in negative light in this in this episode, but like we have to start somewhere. We and it, and it might fluctuate. It might change uh, throughout one one's career, throughout your career, um, and throughout your coaching style. Like I, I th- well, I believe that it's it's difficult to keep that growth mindset. Um, so acknowledge that you might not always have this mindset every day when you're waking up. Yeah. Okay. Growth time mindset. To grow. blah, 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 time to grow. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Time to grow. <laughs> like that's not realistic. Like obviously not. We will have our days uh, where we have where we can adopt a fixed mindset, but the fact of being aware of this, and which is what we hope to to kind of achieve through this podcast episode, just the fact of being aware of these two mindsets and the influence each can have, that can that can be so key because, for example, like I said, you wake up one day, have have that kind of fixed mindset, you can you know now that you've listened to this, you know that okay. Um, I, I have this mindset today. Let's let's do things to change it. No, yeah. Um, 100%. obviously it's 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 easier said than done, but but yeah. And and I also wonder, do you think um, elite players? Do you think they're aware that they have this growth mindset? Do you think they're consciously saying to themselves, maybe maybe they're not aware of the term growth mindset, but they know they can pluck out the bits of what what is a growth mindset yeah and adopt it yeah that's what i, th- I think yeah i i think they're definitely aware that um they need setbacks to improve and they know they're there for a reason because they know that 
throughout their career, they have improved and they know if they want to achieve something, they're going to need to work hard. They're going to need to improve their strategies to achieve what they want to achieve. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think athletes are, are aware, maybe some aren't, but I, I, as an overall, I, I definitely think that um, elite athletes uh, do realize that um, hard work and good strategy um, can help them achieve whatever they want to achieve. Yep. And for any coaches listening to us right now, you can also go down the route of uh, providing your players, uh, like like educating your players about these different mindsets. Make it like a little workshop, like not even 10 to 15 minutes. Like educate them on this because that's the difference, you know, knowing about something and not knowing about something. It, for me, that's, that's super important. So education is super key, it, yeah. in my opinion. And it's quite easily done. Like you can integrate it in your sessions, uh, even before or, or after or wh- whatever you prefer. But I think, I think education, even for the older players, you know, like mm. it doesn't have to be only kids or, or the younger groups. It can be older players because you guys aren't experts in sports psych. And that's why we're here to, to kind of give you the tools and make you aware of these, of these different concepts and what growth mindset is, what fixed mindset is and, benefits yeah. and weaknesses of both but yeah education is uh it's definitely uh, helpful that's why I'm, I'm so excited for my stage too so so we can like offer offer things like this to, to educate people or people's clubs organizations on, on like the different mindsets that and different topics that we cover in these podcasts yeah yeah I can't, yeah i really can't wait because obviously we're limited in, in what we can do right now i guess the only thing we can do right now is just raise awareness of these different things and yeah. share our knowledge and like we really believe that by sharing this knowledge with you guys uh it could help you know you never know yeah. um so yeah i don't know if there's anything you want wanted to cover uh anything no. else i think um yeah i'm, I'm sort of re- ready to wrap up now i feel like we've covered a lot um for, for today's topic and uh yeah. Is there anything else you want to yeah. add? No, I think I think that's okay. And if you guys have any questions, feel free to ask us. I know it's quite a, a tricky, tricky topic to talk about and to understand, maybe. Um, so we can we understand that. So feel free to to comment below in in the in the on YouTube and or DM us if you prefer that. Um, we're always open to to address your questions and to answer them because that helps us learn as well. So feel yeah. free to do it. Or even email in. Um, if, so just to wrap up now, if there's any other topics that you want us to cover, drop it in the comments section or, or yeah, um, drop us a DM and uh, we'll try and cover it. Uh, like, um, share, <laughs> subscribe. I, I need to write an outro script because it's so <laughs> difficult. <laughs> You're the outro guy. Yeah, You're yeah. the outro guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last night I was re-watching them and uh, yeah, I, oh, it was so funny. <laughs> but yeah and then what's our catchphrase what's our catchphrase go on you see say you in the next one <laughs> and I'll say I'll say take care <laughs> okay